Hey everyone, welcome back to Teed Up. It's been quite some time since I've been able to put out an episode, and I'm happy to bring my conversation with Fritz Charles to the air. Now, Fritz and I sat down a couple of months ago to discuss what it's like being in quarantine. Everything from my lack of dating to his being a new dad during quarantine, uh, the last dance, and everything in between. Uh, I'm really excited for you to listen to this episode. Now, when we recorded this episode, the news of George Floyd's murder had not yet been released. Uh, It was released shortly after, and I didn't feel it was appropriate to put out the podcast at the time. But now I hope that you'll enjoy uh, my conversation with Fritz, and I will take it away. And we're back with another episode of Teed Up. It's been quite some time since the last episode, uh, September to be exact, of 2019, and uh, we're living in the new normal which is uh, the COVID-19 era, which is anything but normal. But uh, one thing that has remained consistent is uh, relying on Mr. Fritz Charles to join the show. So here he is making his third appearance, the three-peat. Fritz, welcome back to Teed Up. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's an honor and privilege to be on Teed Up again. And uh, yes, the three-peat. So hopefully we make it special like the, uh, what would it be, the 93 Bulls? Um, so no, nah, I mean, it's, 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 I'm glad to be uh, a part of this again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, uh, both have been watching the last dance, like the rest of the world right now. And I think, uh, the main things that have changed, uh, for us since the last episode, I mean, you're a father, so that's a huge one. Uh, yeah, I am definitely. living the bachelor life to the extreme right now. So we're both kind of living different, different lives at the moment in this new normal. And I think, uh, that's going to make for some interesting combo over some tea. I am drinking coffee though right now because we all know to uh, to keep up with with everything going on, uh, might need a little bit of extra strength there. So uh, I, I'm enjoying my uh, coffee at the moment. But Fritz, let us fill us in into what it's like to be raising a newborn in uh, in the new normal. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's crazy. I mean, yeah, like you said, I I wasn't a father last time I was on on this um, podcast and. Yeah, now, you know, father of an eight-month-old, eight-and-a-half-month-old right now. And, yeah, it's 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 nuts. I mean, you know, we had her in, in daycare prior to this, you know, obviously, which means that while you while I work, kind of could just focus on work, and we know that she'd be uh, taken care of. My um, my wife, I've always worked remote, so that hasn't changed, um, but my wife has not. And so, you know, she was used to commuting uh, from, you know, central New Jersey all the way into the city, and that stopped. And so, you know, now we're both working from home. And then now we also have, uh, you know, daycare shut down and we have our daughter with us, right? So we're kind of doing the uh, full-time parenting thing while both working from home. And so, yeah, it's an adjustment. I mean, you know, my wife had, wife's job is, 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 is an in-person job. And so they're, you know, her firm is getting used to and changing around uh, how they do things and getting used to remote. Um, while I've always done remote, it's new to me to have uh, my wife, um, you know, working right next to me, like literally, and then having a kid to watch. And, you know, as it's, it's hard in the sense that, you know, we both we both might have meetings and it's like, all right, well, one, somebody has to watch a kid. So how do you decide? Um, and so sometimes we, we're doing these negotiations like, all right, well, are you leading a meeting or, or, or if you're not leading a meeting, like, all right, well, I'm, I'm leading a meeting. So you have to hold it. Or is this an external person, right, um, that you're having a meeting with? 
then all right, well, all right, I'll hold the baby because you know you have to look professional, quote unquote. And then there's sometimes where we both are having meetings that we're leading, and they're big deal meetings, and they take long, and um, you know, so one of us have to just have the baby, right? So sometimes it's like the baby's showing up on camera. Sometimes you just have to turn off the camera while you know baby's going crazy. And, and the third thing, sometimes you just have to put the baby in front of TV and keep her occupied. Um, and you know, it's 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 not a, obviously we try to pick educational content, but it's not you know you're not supposed, it's not really good to have all the screen time for such a, a baby so so small. So you so you feel a little guilty, but. Other than that, I mean, you know, we're just, we're talking about annoyances, um, whereas a lot of people have much bigger fish to fry, if you will, right? From a health perspective, from an economic perspective, you know, thankfully we are all healthy and then thankfully we are all employed. So, you know, we're fortunate nonetheless. Yeah, for sure. I mean, my biggest distraction ends up being my dog who will occasionally make a guest appearance on uh, some of my Zoom calls. Uh, Yeah, you know, I think... As you mentioned, we are all fortunate right now to to enjoy the work we're doing, to be able to not have to deal with the health crisis itself personally at the moment, um, thankfully. And uh, I think everyone's a little bit more lenient of uh, that dog and that baby uh, popping into the Zoom call. If anything, it's a moment of relief. Uh, so it's an extended office situation for sure. Uh, I certainly don't mind it. And I think, you know, it's really interesting as we move forward this may end up being a much longer battle than we realize. Hopefully not. But uh, describe how the remote working situation, you know, has differed this time around outside of, you know, having now to share the time. You know, do you find yourself comfortable in the situation or is it something that uh, you only wish you could go out to a coffee shop even to escape to, to get a couple minutes to yourself to get some work done? Yeah, yeah, that that's that's the biggest change. I mean, for the most part, the company is running the same. Um, you know, the thing is, I mean, I'm I'm you know working a startup, and it's a startup that that leans a little younger, and so you know you you do have people that may not have the same responsibilities I have, so and they can't go out. So what happens is work has actually gotten more intense, and um, and my wife has seen it as well at her startup, and so people are actually working longer than they worked before. Um, and so that's an interesting thing. But yeah, I mean, from a stylistic standpoint, I I used to have a co-working space that was close to my house that I used to work out of once, um, you know, a couple times a week. I used to kind of go, you know, just go to Starbucks or what have you, get some work done. Um, now it's just in the house. And um, yeah, it's tough. That being said, I mean, I guess I'm pretty, I'm, I used to always make excuses as to why I can't get stuff done in the house. Because, um, you know, wife's there, kid's there. Um, TVs there, whatever. Like I used to not think I could be productive, and and this has kind of pushed me to be more productive at home, even with distractions. Um, so I guess that's a that's a silver lining. Um, but yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the main things that have changed. Just kind of having the presence of my family there, and not being able to like change locations. Even though I was didn't have to go to the office, I did rotate around different locations in my you know around my house. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and then, you know, you and I would meet up at the gym before work. I commute into the city, you know, previously before all this happened, I was commuting, I should say. Um, We don't have that escape anymore. So it's been interesting to see, you know, we'll get up. We still have actually yet to do a Peloton ride together, I 
feel, right? We haven't done it yet. We'll get there. A schedule is a little different. So, like, for me, if my daughter, if I don't do it before my daughter wakes up, I'm at the mercy of her naps. And so, like, it's like, ah, damn. I got, let me just try to knock it out. But we'll, we'll, we'll schedule one. We'll make it happen. Yeah, I just did the uh, the Alex Toussaint Jordan ESPN last ride ride. Pretty pretty that? amazing. Last dance ride. Uh it was awesome. Like it was really good. It got my blood flowing. Uh he was rocking the uh the Jordan throwback. Uh it's pretty awesome. But yeah, you know, I think with that being said, you know, not having that ability to connect with others on that level, you know, finding time for yourself in the morning is difficult. Uh for me being single, it's not as difficult. Um, and I, I almost feel like I have it too easy at times. I can only imagine what it's like having to balance family life with, you know, my dog is the closest thing I have right now. And, and, you know, she's been pretty good with this. She'll, she'll bark at the, the delivery guys a little bit more so than usual, I would say right now. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, kudos to you to, and, and to all parents for being able to juggle this right now. I think it's, it's a challenge to everyone. No, thank you. Thank you. I mean, you know, on the other hand though, I mean, in this time, uh, people that you don't have family, they also have their own challenges, right? I mean, people that are single, what have you, they're used to going out, they're used to dating, they're used to seeing friends. Um, and it's, I feel like this is a mental challenge as, as much as a physical one, right? If you're, if you're somebody that may not have been comfortable with your own thoughts or your own self in the past, and now you're forced to, it could be tough. It could be tough. So that's why I think I think a lot of people are, are focusing on spirituality, health, meditation to kind of uh, help deal with that. I don't know if what, you, what you've seen on your side or if you've incorporated any of that stuff on, in your daily practice. Well, it's it's funny you mentioned that dating thing because uh, I think this has been the longest streak. Uh, I have in my past been a little bit of a serial online dater. Uh You've known about some of my stories, Fritz. Um, sure. It's been nice to actually have some time to reflect on just yourself for a bit and the things you want to accomplish in your life and who you want to do them with without having the pressure of having to date um, every day or every week. Um, and, you know, a lot of people are asking me, like, are you still on the dating apps? And I say, yeah, but uh, I'm not going out on dates right now, you know, and it's it's been it's been a challenge because I think when you're single, you're always expecting someone new to come into your life. And, and that's the hope. And right now, all of that is kind of on pause. At the same time, like you said, there's silver lining to it, meaning that, you know, theoretically, you should be able to strike up conversations with people. And, you know, it's almost like the, those conversations that used to be 24 hours, 48 hours before you would meet up and ultimately decide, hey, this may not be this person may not be for me. Now they're a little bit longer, and, uh, you know, I'm optimistic. I think it'll be interesting to see once we're all kind of freed from our situation right now how the dating world is. I cannot get my head around, you know, what dating is going to look like uh, in the, in this new normal. I think I made a joke to someone the other day. They're like, oh, you know, how are you going to get back out there? And I'm like, well, I used to be worried about things like financial security in, in the partner and you know, their views on politics and religion. And now it's literally like, did you get tested or not for COVID? And, and you know, have right. you been practicing safe social distancing, which is like the main priority, which is a bit of a crazy world. No, for sure. For sure. It's, uh, 
it's nuts. I can't even imagine. I even I can't even imagine that car, that mental calculation that you're making. Um, it's like not to be crass. It's like this like open air STD thing. Like it's like this like you know open air like uh, you don't unprotected because um, like breathing because like things are getting passed through air and through contact. So the men, the mental framing is like the mental framing that she used to have when it comes to like deciding, you know, to be obviously responsible uh, with a sexual partner or not or something like that. But that's the calculation you're making with the whole world. And it's nothing even close to as intimate. And it's, it's crazy how um, it's crazy the, the time that times that we're in right now. Yeah. I think it'll work out for the best though, to be honest. I think that means like who you choose to go out with eventually, you're going to have to put a lot more thought into versus just, Hey, like let's go meet up for a drink. I don't want to put too much pressure on it, but, but yeah, I mean, you have to build some trust in advance of going on that date, which I've quite frankly has, you know, have felt, you know, with the dating apps and just dating in general right now and the culture, um, you didn't really put all that much effort necessarily into that process. So I actually am optimistic that things will move towards the better with when, when we're allowed to kind of comfortably date again, but it'll, it'll be a completely different story. Um, you know, just the sheer idea that you can't just go to a bar and feel safe about doing so is, is, is kind of nutty at the moment. So, you know, maybe it actually means you're walking in a park and, and that is maybe a better way to get to know someone through, you know, a sober conversation versus getting drinks at a bar. So I think I think there's a lot of opportunity um, that lies within this current challenge uh, as a single male. And I think at the end of the day, you know, not to sound too preachy, but you cling on to hope in getting through the tough times. And that's kind of what pushes you forward. And that's always been my dating strategy. You know, you're hoping for the right person to come around. And I think even though these are tough circumstances, you know, that right person can still come around. So maybe it'll happen a little bit more naturally this time around. No, that's true. That's true. There's always, there's always positive um, in any, any negative view, if you will. So I think there's going to be a lot of changes that happen. And, and obviously, yeah, people are going to be more, more intentional when it comes to everything, hopefully, going forward. Yeah, I mean... Uh, one thing that I think about often is like, I don't know that that dating is going to take place in New York city, let alone, I don't know what New York city is going to look like in, uh, in two months in three months. I think that's the big mystery for us all, you know, as someone who works in the city and commutes, you know, that's a missing piece of the puzzle. Even when there is a recovery, um, that kind of puts a little bit of things on halt, uh, on pause right now. So, yeah, it comes with dating. It comes with it comes with anything in life, and I think patience right now is kind of mixed in with hope. Is the best way to to get it by in your daily life. Yep, so it's the battle of the mind, and positivity is is the way to win. All right, so we've covered fatherhood, we've covered dating. Now I kind of want to get into you know you talked about meditation a bit and mental health. What are the things you're doing right now to kind of lack of a better word, keep you grounded, keep you keep you a little bit in touch with yourself, uh, and also maybe just keeping you a little bit more relaxed with everything going on right now? That's a good question, man. Um, you know, I'm doing a few things. Um, you mentioned Peloton, um, you know, based on your feedback as well as other people's feedback. 
um, we decided to kind of be do the cliche thing and buy a Peloton during the pandemic. And uh, we did that, and it's been awesome. It's been it's been awesome. Like it's one, it's a product that meets the hype. Um, and so it's 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 been a, a good um, dose of like intense cardio every day. Um, and it's the type of cardio where I'm not trying to fit fiddle around to find music or a podcast or get distracted by my phone or whatever. It's like locked in screen, getting direction. So it's good. It's good. Um, so that's one thing. Um, I actually did a 21 day meditation challenge um, that um, was going around in some of my networks. And so my, one of my cousins was reading one. So I did one and kind of had like a, a journaling um, question and answer component. Um, so that was interesting. Um, so that yeah, I dug into that. Um, so, you know, and also actually got like a, a a Buddhism one-on-one book. So I've been kind of digging into spirituality a bit. Um, like, I've you know, usually when it comes to books and stuff like that, I'm always trying to read like some some book around, like some business, you know, something like that, some productivity and all that, all that stuff that, you know, you see on like, you know, tech bro Twitter, like the Tim Ferriss type of like optimization and all that kind of stuff, self-optimization. And so I kind of uh, decided to kind of dig into like more spiritual type books. Um, so I have a book, uh, I picked up a book, Buddhism 101. So just like a dummies book. Um, and then did that. And I booked up an interesting book. It's a book about Islam, but it's actually written by a, a Christian um, priest or, or pastor, if you will. And just kind of comparing um, the Quran versus like um, the Old Testament, but like the Torah, which is the Torah. So basically comparing all three monotheistic religions where they're the same and where they split. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, and yeah, just kind of digging it. And then I got a history book that I haven't really dug into yet. But yeah, just, yeah, all those things, I guess. Like health, I mean, physical health, mental health, digging into spirituality a bit um, and just digging into like things that I probably wouldn't have dug in before. Cause I just love to read like nonfiction productivity books. and. I kind of want to get off that right now. Just kind of more be kind and, and, and think about the mind more. Wow. Uh, your answers are amazing. And they, they're going to put mine to shame. I, I bought a Nintendo Switch, uh, <laughs> which I absolutely love. And a lot of my uh, peers, including my coworkers, were playing Animal Crossing, which is a game that I played, oh, maybe 15 years ago, um, dating myself a little bit. But uh yeah, I caved. I bought a Nintendo Switch, and I haven't looked back. Um, playing Mario, no, no, Zelda. No, 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 Phil, no, Judge. I mean, I, I didn't. I had. I part of my, you know, um, so my job was cool. Was cool enough to, uh, to um, you know, give us like a two hundred dollar like pandemic or COVID gift. Um, and so I'm actually trying to decide between this. Uh, you know, well, it may not. I have to. I may have to cover the difference, but a Switch, a Xbox. I'm um, also thinking about getting a drone. So I don't know, some toy um, that I could in- engage with. So no, nah, we need that too, man. We need that too. We need that. We need that escape. So don't, uh, I think you're doing the right thing digging into the Switch. Yeah, I mean, you know, I have an Xbox One. Um, I was fortunate enough. I saved up for like a, a good 4K TV for about three years. And I deliberated over that. And in December, I finally pulled the trigger there. So uh 
so I've been enjoying my Xbox One as well as the Switch. Um, gaming has always been a fun escape for me. You know, I don't feel as bad about it now. Um, as long as I get my work done, I get my workouts in, it's okay to kick back. Um, I'm certainly not going out on dates right now. So yeah, no, you deserve it. You deserve it, man. Um, but the I know the you, one you used to be used to be pretty big. Like I think you were like a Headspace and and one of those platforms you use. I forgot what Apple you, you used to use. What was it? Uh, mainly Headspace and Calm. Uh, right. Another option on the market there is, is an app called Inkscape. Um, yes. yes, yeah, there it is. That's the one yeah. I'm talking about. The, uh, the meditation thing, honestly, I've, I found more relaxation after a great Peloton ride. Um, it's, it's amazing how their riders are also, I look at them almost as therapists or, you know, meditation experts in, the, well, they literally have meditation experts and this, yeah. This podcast is not sponsored by Peloton, uh, just for the record. But um, <laughs> the uh, unless they want unless they want it to be. But uh, no, you know, I I find even the way that Peloton has changed their content uh, slightly um, into speaking to you know getting through the challenges right now. They're not you know blatantly addressing COVID, but they they do allude to it and. Some of the things that they say are daily motivations that they would probably include in all of their rides, but they hit a little bit more right now. And so I, I look at that and I get off my bike and I'm like pumped to take on the day. Um, so it's accomplishing everything I've wanted it to. I think also when I look at the things that I'm doing right now, they are probably um, geared more towards community. Um, so that's what mm. I love about Peloton, a connected experience. Even the switch has become a connected experience. When I hop into animal crossing, you know, it's, uh, it's, you know, I'm, I'm conversing with coworkers and friends and, and it, it kind of has, you know, built communities right now, which I think is the nice thing about tech for as much as we want to complain about tech at times. And we're both, you know, involved heavily in it and have been, um, even Twitter, I'm back on the Twitter bandwagon, baby. Uh, I love it. But you know what? That goes back to the, the earlier point, right? Because you asked about my married guy experience and you had a single guy experience within this pandemic. And I said, like, you know, I, I, I guess I'm suffering from too much community. I mean, obviously, that's, I, my family's not community, but like having, I have people around me constantly, right? Whereas you, uh, you know, you have more of a solo experience with this and you cannot go out and stuff like that. And you, what you're talking about is like the thing and then so for me the things i'm doing i'm like doing solo things like meditation and reading or trying to at least and then you're saying that you you are you're doing more connected experience and that's where you're getting your fulfillment and that makes total sense um given uh the different uh i guess familial situations yeah no that's a, that's a great point you know and that's i think you know the one thing I've really enjoyed about this time for me personally, it sounds weird to say you enjoyed anything, but it is like being able to gather and collect my own thoughts. And, and I do feel like in the last two months I've grown individually, but I've also, before all this happened, I think I've had a tendency at times to remove myself from communities, you know, and be a little bit more independent than I should have been. And I've kind of made a, you know, a change in my life in that I really do enjoy participating in online conversation again and community building activities, even if they may be virtual right now, um, they're still very much real-time communication. Another thing I've really done is reconnect with older friends that I've lost touch with and through the miracles of even texting. Um, 
and Zoom calls and everything, I've I've expanded my friend network, you know, in times that, you know, we all need each other. And so that's been a really nice thing. And I think that's a pretty universal thing. I, I see a lot of people reconnecting with people that, you know, they may have lost touch with. And I think we, we took for granted that uh, every day was kind of promised and was going to be a good one. And, you know, these times have kind of pulled us all together. And if there's anything to look forward to, it's it's that collective spirit and continuing to figure out how we're going to navigate the the new the new new normal when that uh when that comes no that's it that's it so on that note what do you think what, 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 what are your predictions for like what how things are going to be out of this obviously you talked about how dating would be i guess immediately after um but like even medium and long term like do you think like what is there any of this that sticks like um, you mean, I guess you, you were actually, actually going to, it sounded like you were going to talk about the uh, city and how the city might change after this a little earlier. Yeah. You know, to be honest, I have no idea. Uh, yeah. I I think it's a day by day basis and we're learning more. I think New York City itself is going to be different. Um, I was watching a, a documentary on Netflix last night that showed New York City in 1996 and it was like crowded streets and, and everyone was, you know, out and about and you know, it was 1996, but I was like, that was also four months ago, three months ago. Um, I think you're going to see a much quieter New York as we uh, begin to return to it. I don't know if the days of, you know, 400, 500 people in a building at once are going to exist, you know, uh, especially in office settings. So I I really don't know. I think that's a big unknown. But um, I think the smarter we are and how we return, um, it's just going to make a longer, you know, more lasting impact that's safer for everyone than, uh, than rushing back. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. I think one of the interesting threads is that, especially in tech Twitter, like everybody's talking about how they, this is going to be the end of, of, of people living in New York and San Francisco, because now you can live anywhere and work for like, you know, Google, Twitter, or your favorite startup. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think there, I think obviously people like to operate in extremes. I think there's gonna, there is going to be an impact of that. I think some of this uh, work from home is going to stick. I don't think it's going to stick 100%, but you can see something where, you know, a, a percentage of the workforce is going to remain remote. And then, or you have flexible arrangements where, you know, people used to go to the office every five days, all five days, but maybe it's like going to only be three days or something like that. And that could be yeah. interesting because it's going to impact where people think to live, right? It makes it makes people like, like where we live a little bit more attractive um, because, you know, we, most people in our area probably work in New York and you have a long commute, but like, um, it's not, it's bearable because it's probably going to be three times a week or two times a week or something like that. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, if it's a hybrid model of work from home, going into the office. I think the real wild card is going to be how schools reopen and if Mm. they reopen, um, again, this is I where they have, being... they, they have to, um, but yeah, I don't know how. Um, that's another thing. That's yeah. That's that's going to be a challenge for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, parents who would have to go into the office, and if their kids are still at home, like I don't see how that world's going to work um, all that well. So I think there are some things that have to happen first to show some more clarity to get a better sense of what you know office life will look like and what home life will look like. I, I just think we are in very much in an unknown state still and uh, probably will be for the next few months. So, you know, I think the the most we can do right now is stay optimistic, uh, 
connect with our friends like like we just did. Uh, I appreciate you coming on the show. I know you have to get back to your kid. So uh, I'm not going to keep you much longer, but I wanted to thank you for coming on board. You know, if it takes a podcast to, to keep up with uh, my old friends and my new friends, and hey, that's more the reason to record these episodes. So Fritz, thanks for coming on. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, one, I do have to run, but one last thing I want, like, so we, we mentioned the, he took the Peloton ride that is connected to the last dance and we've been watching the last dance. And so what do you, uh, you know, we, you know, we were alive during that time, but we were much younger. Right. So I guess what, what are the like two takeaways that you've enjoyed from that, uh, for watching that? Um, I've never posed, uh, I've never put myself out there as being a Knicks fan, unfortunately, for some of my friends who may have tried to watch games with me. Uh, when I went to NYU, I tried reforming. I grew up a Bulls fan. I was a diehard Jordan fan. Jordan was my idol. So if there's one thing I'm taking pleasure in, it's seeing the Bulls beat the Knicks again. Uh, I am going to catch some flack for that, but oh, it's just gosh. true. Oh, I know. I'm sorry, man. Hey, it all it all started with the Oakley trade, to be quite honest. But um, there's that. Uh, I think like the rest of Twitter, just seeing um, the competitive nature of Michael Jordan, but also showing the side effects of that. Um, You know, there's that two minute clip that's going around the Internet, you know, where he has to take the break. And, you know, it's been interesting. I think it's, it's almost, you know, showing that he's human as well. Funny story real quickly. um, He punched Steve Kerr in the face. I went to go see the Bulls. Uh, I bought net season tickets the year before or the summer before Jordan announced his retirement, his first one. And uh, I believe I still went to the game and I may be mixing up the timelines a little bit here, but um, Steve Kerr was playing at the time. So I I think this was like probably 95. Uh, I went to the game and of course, Steve Kerr was the one player who stopped from the himself during layup drills, came over and signed my ticket. So I've always had an affinity for Steve Kerr. Um, What I've loved coming out of this is kind of learning more about that rumored punch story and seeing both sides of it. And I just love how Steve Kerr reacted to it, both then and now. Um, And that's been really satisfying to see. So I think, you know, those are a few takeaways I'm having. I'm going to be very sad when this is over because I I do think it's lived up to the hype and it's been like just such a, a great ride. Yeah, no, no, awesome. No, for sure. I mean, I, I, I loved it, although it's kind of like a, um, digging into like a, a deep, full, painful point. Um, because I'm a Knicks fan, and this was actually the only error in my lifetime that um the Knicks were actually legit, but they weren't legit enough to beat the Bulls. So they just kind of get. This is kind of just like my uh my elementary school and my preteen years, just kind of just pain, pain, disappointment. Um, but no, I really appreciate. I mean, obviously, he's a great and and see and, and peeling back the curtain is awesome. He's he's very petty, and his pettiness doesn't end. Every every episode is somebody that was an enemy of his, and it's interesting to see that you know that's, that's somebody that's driven by that. Um, but nonetheless, uh, I really enjoyed it, and I, yeah, I'm gonna be tomorrow's last day, um, and I'm, I'm gonna be sad that uh, we won't have anything else to watch. <laughs> That's uh, that's why you gotta buy a Nintendo Switch. There it is, there it is. It's only it's only so long to meditate, right? So let me let me go look at some some Switch prices on Amazon. 
All right, I'm going to go let you do that. Fritz, have a wonderful afternoon, and uh, enjoy your tea slash coffee. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. All right, well, there you have it. Thanks for listening in, and I don't have any major words to close out the show other than be good to each other. This is T-Dop, and I'm Andy Rosenberg. (laughs) 